10 minutes to one only DJ Chase, the host of the pregame party miss podcast, right here on DJ Chase Radio and 10 mobile apps, man. Going for more, man. That YouTube DJ Chase TV, man. But we got the one, the only Atlanta RB legend, man. He's a singer, songwriter. You know him, some of you know him, some of you don't, man. But some you probably more know him. My guy K Major in the building. What's going on, bro? It's good. <laughs> Ain't chilling, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know you're working. I know you're working, man. I know you stay busy, bro. You always, every time I'm on your Instagram, you always in the uh, studio. <laughs> always in something, doing something. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, man. So, you know, I want to get into a little bit of your background because, like I said, we see the videos, we see all of the, you know, the jewelry, the, the the studio sessions, but, you know, you come from, you have a really unique background. You know what I'm saying? You got your first deal at 15, so I kind of want to really, like, you know, hone in on that. You know, what part of Atlanta are you from i mean florida georgia you from excuse me i'm from cartersville georgia it's like 45 minutes north of mm-hmm. atlanta okay copy copy it's, all, it's like right here it's considered metro atlanta metro atlanta copy copy man and how was it for you like atlanta atlanta has changed i'm always down there i love it down there how do you how has atlanta changed for you man it changed every two years it's always different different things going on different businesses starting a lot of black owned businesses and independent businesses, clothing lines, creators, you know, designers, it's all kind of, it's like a melting pot for creativity. So mm. it's always uh, growing, you know, always growing and spreading. A lot of clubs here, they change their name every two years. You think it's <laughs> Yeah, 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 like, oh, for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely a good city for uh, any creator. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I was just down there for A3C last year. I loved it. It was like amazing. Like I loved it so much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh what made you start working on music? Cause I didn't I couldn't really find like what what made you say, you know what, I want to be an artist. You could have been a basketball player, a baseball player, an architect, a, a pilot, but what made you want to do music? Yeah, in my hometown and in my city, like my family is known for sports, you know, playing sports and uh mm-hmm. only a couple ways out of the city, you know, to get out of the city. You either play sports and make it big playing sports or, you know, you go to school, go to the military. You know, mm-hmm. it was really you know, a music scene in my city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my dad, he was in the Air Force, but on the side, he, he booked shows for artists and comedians like Bernie Mac and, you know, different choirs and bands around the world wherever he was that was a side hustle my mom uh she took piano lessons when she was growing up and could play music by ear and she would sing with my dad karaoke yeah would have them come out and sing for him oh you know we we booked tonight to go sing this song it it's a bit <laughs> i always just seen entertainment around and you know being in a black family of course you know family reunion christmas time holidays you're just hearing all this music and classics michael jackson uh quincy jones lionel richie so you know going through that you just uh, you just adapt to it. It naturally just comes to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And let me ask this question: Were you like classically trained, like to write music like that, or you just was nah. like, you know what? I, yeah, nah, right? Nah, I was a rapper first. Just like you know, you know, you in school, you freestyling with your friends, and and people would be like, "Yo, you got talent. Like you, mm-hmm. know, you really sound good. Your voice sound good. Like the way you put your words together sound good." So. I started just taking it more serious, maybe like every two, three months, I would just stay at it. I didn't know why I was kind of addicted to it. Yeah. Addiction. So it just it just followed me and stayed with me. For sure. For sure, man. And you got your first record deal at 15. How was that experience? You know, because it was it was an independent label from what I'm, what I'm looking at. Um, You know, how was it? How was that experience? Man, I was working at McDonald's. Right. And uh, yeah. I was I was getting off uh, work at the time. It was maybe five o'clock in the evening. 
Mm. It was an artist named DG Yola. I don't know if you're familiar with Yola. He had a record called I Ain't Gonna Let Up in Atlanta at the mm. time. It just came out. It was heating up. They were on their way to a show in Chattanooga, which is uh, maybe mm. 45 minutes, 50 minutes north of Cartersville in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, they stopped at that McDonald's to get some food and use the bathroom. I'm getting off work. I noticed the manager got a big chain on, kind of like this one back then. And uh, I'm like, yo, I didn't walk up to Yola. I knew who Yola was, but yeah. my, inst my instinct said, don't walk up to him. Walk up to the big guy with the black T-shirt with the jewelry on. <laughs> I walked up to him and I was like, yo, what you do? He was like, oh, I'm a manager. I'm like, well, I'm an artist and this is my city and I'm the biggest artist in my city. You need to listen to my stuff. And he was just like, yo, who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, come on, I'm gonna listen to your stuff right now. I was like, all right, come to my car, it's right here. Got to the car, played him maybe like 15 songs. He gave me a business card. That weekend, my parents met with him. We went to Atlanta, met with him. Um, and I signed to that management that management group. You know, they wow. had a, had Fat Boy and Shawty Red. You know, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, Shawty Red. I love Shawty Red. Yeah, it was all the same management. So that's what that's mm -hmm. when it kind of just became more of a professional thing for me. Copy, copy. So you've been at it for a minute, man. Um, I knew you. I was look. I don't know how true this is, but you say that you went to uh, the Atlanta Art Institute. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know what. So what 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 made you because you already had the deal. So what made you want to go to the Atlanta Art Institute? Yeah, I mean, um, when I was with that management, I was in that deal maybe two years. I was still in high school, dropping music independently after that, and I didn't have management after that. Mm. So you know, I took what I learned from that situation and was kind of hustling on my own, selling CDs, you know, mm. growing my fan base. And I just wanted to, you know, I didn't want to go to. I wanted to go to school, like I wanted to get out of my city, but I didn't want to go to school for something I didn't want to study. Gotcha. So my parents encouraged me to look for schools that maybe offered a music program, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, or something creative like that. And I found our Institute of Atlanta, so I enrolled. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And then your original name was K-Swag, and then you changed it to K-Major. You know, I probably ain't heard that in a while, but it's, it's, your, it's your favorite, you know, I, I was reading it, it says it's your, it's your favorite, uh, your, your octave, you know what I'm saying? You named that your favorite octave. So let's fan out a little bit because I'm a producer, as you see. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So what's your favorite, your favorite, because uh, you a songwriter, producer, everything. What's your favorite, Um, what should I say? We're going with that. What's your favorite software right now? What you what you working with? Well, I'm in FL Studio for production. Mostly yeah. Studio and then. Um, Vocal. What are you doing for vocals? Yeah, recording and vocals. I'm in Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Um, yeah, and I'm engineering, mixing, and mastering all my own music. So it's copy, like copy. into the to the uh, to the mixing and mastering. I'm doing everything. Copy, copy, man. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. And do you like being in the studio better? Or you like performing better? I like performing better. Performing. I'm a studio rat right now. Like I'm. All yeah, because 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 like I, the reason I'm asking is because like I'm I follow your gram crazy. So I'm like looking like you're always. I thought I was bad. You always in the studio, like. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm just a creative being. Like I've been doing it since I was 11 years old. So mm. it was a point maybe like five years ago where I realized I can't stop. I was yeah. like, dang. Like if I go two days without the studio, I'm kind of like can't function. Can't, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm not having the right conversations. So yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, I'm always in the studio, but I'm just a perfectionist, and it, mm. it's the same way on stage. Like I try to work on my show as much as possible. Mm. Um. To just you know, just <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And how do you feel about the Atlanta music scene right now? Because you got a lot of implants. I know all my people from New York is down there trying to gobble everything up, man. How do you feel about the Atlanta like music scene now? Like how you like you like it better back then, or you like it like now? 
Um, I like it better back then. I would say now it's definitely a lot more creative. It's a mm-hmm. lot more people doing music in the city, and it's a lot of great music in the city that's not even being heard yet. Mm. Um, but it's a lack of uh, learning the business, you know, in yeah. the city. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Or more than ever, and I feel like we just need to increase that and put a magnifying glass on the business of music in the city. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely gonna get into that because you know you have you've been in this game a bit a while. You have um you know so you wrote some some smash records, you know what I'm saying. And as far as like the publishing deals and as far as like the the record deals, you have the Capital deal, you had the Cobalt deal, you know. Yeah. So what what do you like being just independent and say you know what I like my administration deal? Because I'm a publish, I know publishing like the back of my hand. So you like admin deals or what kind of deal do you prefer? Like, cause I know you fully, fully independent. Now you got three MG entertainment. So what do you like better? It took time. You know, when I was coming in the game, no, no credits, no nothing, just hunger. You know, I did co-pub deals, you know, to mm-hmm. get the money I needed to, you know, get my lifestyle right, get my living situation right. And then, you know, that motivated me and put pressure on my music. Like I got to make something happen now. Cause I owe this label this money. <laughs> I got to make something happen. But as I progressed in my career, you know, I'm a big fan of admin deals. I've kind of learned mm. how to place my own records and move around and network more. And I've got more notoriety. So it makes it a little easier to move around and, mm. you know, um, sustain my relationships around the industry. So doing that now, I, you know, admin deal, I just need somebody to go collect the bag for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to say, yeah, because my show is really, I, I have so many independent artists that, ex, you know, I'm the big independent DJ in New York. So a lot of cats come to me for, you know, people like you, different label owners and stuff like that. So I try to always give them the information so they could just maneuver. You know what I'm saying? I, I, sign, I sign producers. I own my independent company, 3MG Entertainment, and I sign producers to the company and at you know do for copa of mm. course and then uh i always teach them admin while they're signed up signed up yeah same here i do the admin too like you know yeah. i do the, i do i do a little bit of the same thing and one of the big records i was reading you produced the uh, moses with french montana i co-produced uh yeah that's exactly. that's fire bro that's fire like how did that how did that come about like what do you, what do you, what was like what was the process you say you know what you knew somebody you knew a and r you knew a label yeah, rep yeah. and then you just got got the placement yeah a lot of people don't know uh it's a couple things in the production field. One, uh, DJ Spins, the producer, that's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's wow. Well, friend. tell him, tell, tell him, thank you for the 808. <laughs> I'm telling him you need to interview more and tell people. Like, it's nah, tell, nah, I, I'm a, listen, if you get him on my show, I would love that. I would definitely interview. Like, I'm, definitely I, Spins is the 808 Spins, I owe him some money. So, yeah, for one, sure. Thing. Another thing is Metro Boomin. I just found out this two months ago. Metro Boomin is my first cousin. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I actually look alike. That's crazy. I've been getting that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, do look alike. Yeah. Bandana back in the day. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do nah, look alike. Yeah. Definitely. That's how that re- that Moses record came about. It was, uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were there at Spin's house. Uh, it was the first day I met Southside from 808 Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yo, Southside's coming over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they start cooking up immediately when they get there. Uh, they The first beat that they do is commas for future. Like, that's the wow. first beat. They wow. made the beat there. Uh, Spins wow. tapped me, like, yo, do you hear anything to this? I'm trying to sing melodies to the commas beat at the time. I can't come up with nothing. <laughs> can't come up with nothing. Uh, so yeah. he like kind of you know took that beat, move on to the next one, starting from scratch. And Spins hit me. He like, man, you start this one. You start this beat. Mm. Um, this is like literally the next beat after commas. So mm. uh, I start this. You know, I start the Moses, the sounds, the voices, and all that. You know, it's funny because I could tell by your voice now that I'm like talking to you. It definitely, I can hear you singing it. It's crazy. Like yeah, <laughs> I definitely sound like you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like we, you know, we going through the process. Um, Spins added what he added. Southside came and added what he added. It was a full beat. Maybe like a month or a half later, Southside calls me. He like, yo, Travis Scott and Chris Brown just did this record called Moses. Um, it leaked on the internet with Travis Scott and Chris Brown. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it leaked with Travis Scott on there. They had performed it live. Uh, and then it came down off the internet, and then it re-released with French Montana, Chris Brown, and Amigos. Mm. There it was a rap. Crazy, crazy man. So let me ask you this question. I, I like I said, I want to give a little game to the artist. So say you have a placement. Say I'm a producer. Say I I sign to you, and or you say you know what I got you this placement. How does it work? You guys just split it. Or you just say, you know what, here's the upfront fee, and then you just keep that. It works a couple of different ways, you know, on a mm-hmm. co and so it depends on the deal you got with the producer. With my mm-hmm. producers, if I get them the placement, we split the advance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, if they get the placement on their own, they keep their own advance. They can do their own business just as long as I'm registered and can collect off of it. Yeah. Um, in different ways, like you know, when you when you grow relationships with these produ- uh, these producers, especially these young producers, and me having my own success, it's easier for me to like waive the advance sometime as long as they recouped, or I give them an option: Do you want to put this towards recoupment, or you need this in your pocket right now? Like, for I sure. kind of I kind of just do things in my deal that's kind of unorthodox because I remember when I was coming in my first deals how I would have wanted it. So I, you know, mm. I break the rules a little bit here and there too. Same know, here, yeah. Same here, yeah. <laughs> Facts and and and, and you know I want to get into some of your music as well too because I want I want to talk about the Young Pimpin' record some classic <laughs> classic K Major you know what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a, I, I like the old stuff so with me I'm old I like the the original stuff you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Uh, you know when when you write a record do you come up with the melodies first or you come up with the concept first um, I'm a melody I'm a melody person first it's been mm-hmm. times where I've come in the studio and really had or known what I wanted to talk about yeah yeah but when it goes to actually creating the songs. Um, it's melody for me. I just always melody driven first. Copy, copy, man. And and in the young pimping record with 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 TK and Cash, man. You and, yeah. and and the reason I brought that up is because you write really, really dope records. Like some people that because I'm a producer's producer and and I try to surround myself with the best songwriters. New York, you know, New York is known for the rap, rap, but not as far as songs. So all these plaques, I kind of surround myself with songwriters. You know, what's your favorite song that you've actually written? What's the your favorite song? Um, the, my favorite song that I've written would be Category 5. Um, mm. I remember when I did Category 5, it was actually with Spins. We were leaving a brunch spot. He was like, man, we got to do something just like, if we're going to do the R&B, like, we got to do something that's just deep, like, sexy, but still moving. Yeah. Like, bro, this is before Bryson Tiller with the Trap Soul. I'm like, bro, we need to do some R&B, but you need to trap it out with the Spins drums. Like, <laughs> You know, so he, we actually did it. We went right home and got to it. And I remember um, I was writing and it was just a moment where I, I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of what to say. I had the melodies. I had the beat. Everything was perfect. I knew it was going to be a hit record. And I was like, what should I say? And I remember I just said Category 5. Like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could I didn't want to say wet. I didn't want to say nothing cliche. I just said Category 5. And it was so complex. But when Spence heard it, his eyes lit up. And it was like, that was one of my favorite. Uh, right <laughs> yeah because you're talking about the hurricane so you like yeah that's what you're saying the wet and everything like that yeah for sure for sure and you know you've already done tons of records tons of records man what's your your dream collaboration if you had to say what my dream collaboration what would it be um i think that it's drake mm. yeah i really know that it's drake i feel like once we get in the studio we're gonna lock in for months now you drake you would you would you would kill a drake Drake record, bro. Like for sure. Like that's yeah. that's that's not even that's not even a uh, 
<laughs> not even you know what i'm saying because you the album you got the, your love is here the the, the new uh, album for this year is yeah, is fire you know what i'm saying it's it's eight tracks of just pure fire and now the jock that now how did the jockeys connection happen how did that because you guys is like yin and yang on there you know what i'm saying you yeah, guys are really on it nah for real with jockeys we've been working since he was like 15 16 years old back in oh wow 10 or 11 he might have been a little older than that i always say 15 16 he, he was just so young to me mm-hmm. um and uh, he had a cousin named Issa that had a record deal then, had records out, and I met him through Darnell Robinson, a mutual friend. But through mm-hmm. all the relationships, I meet Jacquees, and he's just hungry, uh, R&B guy. And it was a time in my career where I was writing a lot of dope R&B, but mm-hmm. I was a rapper. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I wasn't putting out those records. And um, instantly, when me and Jacquees locked in, he, the, his just his hunger and hustle and voice with the music. And you know, me writing and coming in on the writing end, our collaboration just became something that people loved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all guys is that y'all guys is killing it. Like, especially like, if y'all do, you're gonna do a full project together or no? Most definitely. I feel like that's definitely gonna come. That's easier for us. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for us right now is just getting where we need to get to individually. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still very young in his career. I'm very young in my career. And um, since it's so organic and not forced, you know, we do come together like these collaborations will put you on and we have mm-hmm. another underneath the ain't your girl. We'll come together in the midst of what we're both doing and say, hey, we need to drop something right now. But yeah. as far as project wise, it, it has to make sense for both of us to drop it. And I feel like that's more on I'm known more in my career as a producer songwriter right now. He's known more of the artist. So, you know. I got to put more on the artist side. I'm looking to put out more records, tour more, put out more visuals to kind of align on that platform. And then when we put out a project, it's going to have that impact that we needed to have. Nah, for sure, man. Like I said, I'm a music head and I know music and you guys are right. You like what you are in your writing bag right now. Like, you know how people say they ain't a peak? Like, you got the yeah, peak yeah. right there. You know what I'm saying? So, because I'm even right now, I'm trying, I was just sitting here bumping the second song. I'm trying to think what the second song is. Oh, hold on one second. I'll, let me find it real quick. I was just playing the hell out of it. <laughs> it's um, the second song on the album. Uh, what time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what time? Yeah, that's my joint. You got to do a video for that. You got to definitely like. Yeah, you gotta do it as a DJ. Just you know, that's that's a gold record right there. That's definitely for the cookouts and the, you know what I'm saying. That you know how do you get those records that just stay timeless? That's definitely a yeah. timeless record. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, who who's your favorite artist out of Atlanta right now besides yourself? Uh, Future. Future, got you, got you. And it might be a little biased. He was my favorite artist before I met him, but now I didn't work with him a lot and really you know mm-hmm. got to experience his personality as a human being, and it's just mm-hmm. still dope. You know, it's still it's still yeah. dope. He always yeah. loved and supported me. He didn't know me at all and uh, involved me in his career. You know, he's <laughs> in his career. So it's yeah. always, uh, I just like how he, I like his creativity and he's a trendsetter, mm-hmm. and, you know. Copy, yeah. man. For sure, for sure, man. I'm, you know what I'm just so intrigued by your story. So it's, 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 you know, it's rare that I actually speak to other producers and songwriters and stuff like that. So, you know, and then uh, I was going to say, uh, the new album, oh, you got a tour coming up for it or no? Yeah, I haven't I haven't announced a tour for it yet. I've been getting yeah. a lot of bookings. I've been getting a lot of bookings and spot dates that are coming in. I've been getting a lot of contracts that we start and then we have to cancel. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I'm just filling out the artist space more. Um, mm-hmm. It's still things that I've done my whole career, but it's still new to me as an artist now, right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I am seeing a tour formulate based on how the cities are coming in and how everything's aligning. So I feel like when I get like a set, maybe eight or ten shows back to back that I feel like, kind of makes sense i'm gonna announce the tour for sure 
Definitely, definitely, man. Before we get out of here, I got two more questions. Man. I ain't gonna keep you too long. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, try to pick your brain because you ha- you have such a unique story. Because a lot of cats I meet from Atlanta, they either trapping or they doing something. You know, you get what I mean. So it's like meeting somebody who really was in the music business and seeing it from you know the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, 2010s, and now it's like really dope. You know, and then um, I was gonna say, you know, with the with the. I know you work with Young Thug and everything like that. I know you know the guys, Gun and all them guys. How do you feel about that situation, unfortunately? Man, you know, like, them some good guys. You know, I don't really know them too personally to really speak specifically on the situation. But just mm-hmm. from my point of view right now, it's a messed up situation, man. You know, you got people who really feed in the community and doing good in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't really know about the gang stuff and all that affiliation and all that stuff. But, you know, just like I said, from my point of view right now, you got young black people from the streets mm-hmm. of Atlanta who are doing things that people from, you know, this city would never do. And they come <laughs> back providing opportunities for people like yeah. them and people that's not like them. Like, so it's like every time we get people like that in any community, especially black young men, it's always stopped by something like this. You know, mm. and, you know, we not always right in those situations, but I feel like in this <laughs> kind of like yeah. racism involved, and you know, the climate yeah. of the world. so definitely freedom boys, so they can continue with you know for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because when I went to Atlanta the first time, I was hooked. I was like, oh, I gotta move down here. Like this was about 2019, and I was yeah. there for maybe one day, and I already had my record played. Uh, Ashley Larue played my record in Magic City, and then oh, I yeah. met Pete Brown, and I'm just like, yo, this is cr-. like. Yeah, it, it was it's quick like you know what i'm saying so I, I love i love atlanta man and then what what is one thing that you say you know what that you wish you would have done differently in your career um i wish that i would have just believed more in myself all around it was mm-hmm. times in my career where i gave up one thing to focus more on the other thing which i mean it kind of worked you know yeah. it worked out but then again i always kind of just look back like man i should have just like it was a point in my career where i stopped rapping Mm. in a hole and I was just a singer or I was, you know what I'm saying, just a rapper and not a singer or just made beats. Like, I wish I, I would have thought earlier to do it all. Just do it all. Follow your gift. You know, follow the calling and just go with it. Yeah, for sure, man. And the last but not least question, man. If you have any advice to any artist out there, any any producer, matter if we're going to be producers, any producer or songwriter, what's one piece of advice that you would give them to get into the music? Well, it, to get them through the music business, excuse me. Yeah, before you, um, when you make all these beats and, and great ideas, like I said in the beginning, make sure you learn the business. I meet so many producers who are incredible who we collaborate with, but when it's time to get them paid and time to get the music, <laughs> they, they don't even got the ASCAP set up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hard. it's yeah. a argument. They, you know, they want five hundred dollars. You, you might give them three bands. They like, oh, if you can get me three bands, I want ten bands now. Like, I'm the biggest producer in the world. Like. <laughs> not yet you know what i'm saying like yeah. learn the business, learn the business learn how to network you know just don't send loops and think oh i'm gonna get a placement like focus yeah. focus yeah. on your business copy man and and i'm sorry i gotta ask this one more question man for your producers what do you look for what do you look for in, in signing a producer yeah i got uh my newest producer i ain't spoke about him a lot in this interview i need some more buggy beats he executive produced the whole project by the way like oh every, produce every record but one i produced one record uh-oh but what time he produced on it, he produced Jacquees record, he produced. Um, I look for all around producer, you know, it's like an interview when you come sit down with me. When Buggy mm-hmm. came and sat down, the first thing we did for like an hour was like, okay, Drake just hit me and him and Justin Bieber in the studio and they need a record at 100 BPMs, play it for me. Like I would just give them calls like that and, and see where his mind was at mm-hmm. first, you know, see what he went to, 
see if he knew his tempos. You know, I'm saying if he knew feels like what he thought Justin Bieber sound like on what he think Drake sounds good on. Like I'm just getting his mindset and seeing how how many genres we can attack. I said, hey, yo, a country singer needs uh, a ballad. Play me that. Like I would just go through it and throw it at him. So I looked for that. And he also had, you know, an idea of how the business worked. He didn't really know everything, but he definitely asked questions and wasn't scared to learn. So I always look for that. Not sure. just I'm a good producer. I make hard beats. Listen to my beats. Like that doesn't work all the time. <laughs> copy, copy, man. My God, K Major, man. It was such a pleasure, man. This was a really dope interview. I'm a blast this out crazy, man. People gonna really love this. Oh uh, man, you know, shout, I know you don't need it, but shout just shout your social medias, everything. When can they find you, man? Man, find me at K Major Music, K-M-A-J-O-R Music at K Major Music on all platforms. EP out now on iTunes, Spotify, and all that. You know, all, every digital platform. New single out, put you on, featuring Jacquees. Let's yeah, go. Man. Let's get it. Let's get it. The legendary man, my guy, K Major. Atlanta's in the building, man. It's the DJ Chase, the pregame party miss podcast right here on DJ Chase Radio on 10 mobile apps and more. DJChase.net. Get that DJ Chase merch, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, and YouTube, DJ Chase TV. Yeah. DJ Chase TV. It's official. Official. Come on. With DJ Chase on the pregame party mix podcast. Welcome, baby.